What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Naime and Kim with Digging In With Naime. If it's your first time on the pod, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back, family. And friends. Kim, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. I feel good. Now, like, I, I feel like I have... <laughs> Why are you repeating <laughs> I feel like I have the energy because I need to look at my notes. I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> I'm great. I'm I great. Feel good. Uh, I feel good. I feel great. I feel awesome. I am awake. So, Kim, what do you have for us today? Today. Because I don't have anything for us. I got some later. But no, <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me and random. But I wanted to talk about concerts lately. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because most people have been, um, it, I feel like it's concert season, if you will. I don't, I don't know how accurate that really is, but I just feel like there's been a lot yeah. of concerts recently. Um, and it has just been extremely difficult, I think, to get tickets to some things like especially shows that you really want to go to and not necessarily difficult as in getting a hold of a ticket no it's the price of the tickets and a lot of the times it's not the actual price that the artist set or even their the the arena it's all these resellers who buy up the tickets investors if you will who buy up the tickets and then resell them at ridiculous prices right um, and so I was just taking a look at some of the most popular artists that there are right now that were in town recently. And one of them was, um, so first of all, let me go back to the biggest one. So Taylor Swift concert was ridiculously I would crazy. never. You would never what? I don't care about that girl going to that concert. I would not go to her concert personally. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know. I just wanted to add that in the little juice. Yeah, I would I never. Yeah, Swift like that. Dang. <laughs> I wasn't saying I would go. I'm saying just. I know. I'm telling you. I want you to know. But I do myself. like Swift. Dang, you would I would never. Her. I would not go to her concerts. Go ahead. rough. Why? What'd she do to you to get that kind of reaction? Nothing. I just don't like her music. I don't care for her. Oh. That's it. Go ahead. That seemed personal. Anyway, so um, <laughs> you came at it. Um, so I was looking at her. I looked at um, Drake, who was here. And then uh, also, because we had been talking about it, the Usher uh, residency in Vegas, which is nearby. So both, all three of these concerts have been astronomically charged, if you will. So Drake was here a couple of, of days ago. His ticket, because of resellers, were in the nosebleeds for like $350. $337 if you were well behaved. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But like literally $300. I'm like, for some nosebleeds? You could barely see him. Like, what? And granted, it wasn't even at Footprint, which is the the huge arena in, in Phoenix. It was at um, another lo location. Where? I can't think of the name at the moment. Um, but the fact is, for some nosebleeds... Oh, was it right here? Probably. Some nosebleeds for 300 And I was like, oh. 
Usher that. for nosebleeds is seven hundred. That and Girl. I, you know what? What upsets me about the Usher situation? I am a huge wait, fan. No, let me get this and out I because it's afford. something that just has to be said. What makes me extremely angry about the Usher situation is I've been a stan my whole life, literally, literally, always rocked with him. He's like Mariah to me. Yes, Mar- me and Mariah, I, I don't care what they like what they one. do. Like if they mess up, if they make a fool of them sometimes, whatever. I'm still rocking with. So I've been a stan for a very long time. Like whether they roller skating, whether. Mariah's uh singing off key whatever for Chris. I don't I'm rocking with them because of who they is because they are great in their own right, right? So I was obsessed. I wanted to go to the concert. Resident when I heard he was going on residency, I was like, yeah. bet I wonder this was years ago now, two years at least. And I was like, I want to go. And tickets were so affordable. I was like, beautiful. And then, yep, it was $85. And I remember this specifically. Because I was like, oh, I want to go. I want to go. Yada, yada, yada. We talked about going Yes, we talked about going. And then he did his tiny desk. And I was like, dang it. That is when, and I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be good. But he did his tiny desk, and boom, everybody just remembered who Usher is. He's that dude. Yeah, I've been on that. Y'all late to the party and again. Never questioned it. Never. Right. Never I, I didn't have it. this uh, mm, epiphany. Right. Y'all was I over here. From y'all jump. was over yes. here. Jack Queez and, 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 and Chris all these Brown, other, Chris all these other people. No, 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 no. Yeah, man. No, 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 no. Usher's that cat. So y'all, that he did his tiny desk. desk. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, <gasps> Speaking of tiny desk, I was in New we York City go. cruising, cruising down the street uh-uh, on my stop. little bike. Stop. It was a vibe. I walked, actually. I was, I was stop walking. Stop it. But. So, he does his tiny desk and blows up. All of a sudden, tickets is 300 400 500 and they haven't come down since no. that tiny desk. And I'm just very perturbed. And then he had the whole Kiki Palmer situation. And that just highlighted things even more. So people are like, oh, we definitely going now. You know, I have a theory. And so he's added more and more dates. And then now he's done the music video with her in it. And now that's even more people who want to see on it. Tour. I kind of have a theory that this song... And that all this was maybe staged. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. But a lot of people are thinking that they're, like, eating up the opportunity. Why not? I No. <laughs> no, but they, the way they're seeing it, people are saying that, like, this happened, and then they made the song, and then Correct. they're doing this. I think they staged the entire thing. I think him, him making the comment, right, him doing all that, because he's well. now real quiet, wouldn't surprise me none, but it That's doesn't matter. Guess. The point of the fact is these ticket prices haven't gone. They down. haven't. They're still. I don't care the genesis of any of that. The idea is the fact that these ticket. What's prices. annoying though is that y'all are out here buying them. If y'all would stop buying them and we protest it, then maybe they would drop them down. People are buying them and putting them on credit cards yeah. though. Like I know plenty of people who got a Beyonce ticket yeah. and did not pay that. 
it is on sitting on their credit card, which that's your business. I ain't judging you. I'm just saying <laughs> that's, your that's your business. If you're going to do that. But if we decide as a unit, as a culture, as a community to be like, yo, how about let's all make it a very known thing. Let's all post it and just stop buying and make it a very well known thing. We got to post it so that they see it. I don't even think it would be a problem if they would stop allowing resellers. resellers. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, stop allowing these big companies to buy up all these tickets to resell them. Like, y'all can cute. easily stop us. that. It's not like right. people doing it. Right. Y'all could, this could be something that is easy, easily done. It should be a law. It should. That's all I'm saying. That was the point of everything I just said. It can be if someone goes and tells our lawmakers that. That's so um, annoying. People have said that. That's what happened with Taylor Swift's thing. Right, but I'm Which saying... she had to eventually then get involved. Like, why does the artist have to come out and, like, stand up for her own fans? Right. But what, like, but what I'm saying is that, like, things, unfortunately, it takes you putting in work. Yeah. Like, you having to go and consistently... Knock that's me door. knocking on the door. Okay. It's yeah. So Thank you for that, Kim. Is there anything else you wanted to say? That was that on that topic. What's the other topic? I just had a random question for you, but you know what? I'll say that for a Kim takeover because I feel like that could be a. You're gonna forget. No. Yeah, you will. But all right. Are you sure we can? Yes. We can. <laughs> and positive. All right. So what I have for us today that we're digging into, so it might be a little short episode. Okay. Is the power and. The weakness of a no. Mm. So I saw this from Imani Ellis, who is the founder and director of CultureCon. What? Excuse me. If you're not familiar with CultureCon, CultureCon is a um, event. It's like a it's a weekend. They do it all over. Um, the Creative Collective is the one who's created it. Creative Collective is a place where you have... Isn't that where you used to work? No. Creative Collective is a place where where uh, Imani created it, Imani Ellis, and it's a organization that focuses on building up the next generation of creatives, artists, actors, entrepreneurs, um, specifically black, but they're, you know, they're inclusive of all folk. Uh, CultureCon is a event it's normally a weekend they do it all over so they and they have different act, activations they do it all over they'll do it in uh there's like a culture con las vegas culture con los angeles new york it started in new york because she's based in new york they have them all over um and so it's now so large that their celebrities tracy ellis ross has an activation where she talks and stuff um and other people get involved and are invested so it's a huge thing she recently decided to take a, um, she called it, I think she called it a residency, but basically a Sabbath from work. And she went, uh, if I'm not mistaken, three months, she went to Paris mm. and she kind of followed James Baldwin's like mystique, right? His look. Cause you know, he, he left to Paris when things weren't looking too well here for him in the States and he went to Paris. And so she did the same thing and she did like this thing. She did um, silence, play, and then I forgot the other one. But she just basically engaged in the culture and the community and just really found time for, like, rest. 
Um, and so from there, she's now returned and she's been like creating and just really rest can really be great for you, right? A lot of a time of rest can really help you come back, rejuvenate it, but also really come back and set on your values and your goals, right? You have an idea and you have an understanding of like, these are the things I want to reach to. I'm focused on that. You come back really well focused. Um, and so she had wrote about, and I'm going to read this and then I have some questions for us. So she said, no, you can't do that. No, it won't work. No, it's too much. No, it's too hard. In our third year, I heard a voice tell me it was time to take CultureCon from 800 people to 2,000 people, but I didn't want to listen because I was scared. That was a hell of a leap, and I'm pretty risk adverse, and I'm a pretty risk adverse person. The voice wouldn't go away, and there I was signing a contract for two 35,000 square foot venues in Brooklyn. I've discovered that anytime I'm about to leap to lean into the direction of my calling, the no's come. Some of the no's were wrapped in caution from friends who wanted to protect me, but most of the no's came from within because no one can bully us like we can. You really did it this time, my inner critic smirked. And yet, I knew that there was no stopping this train. My friends and I had decided there was something bigger than us and it had to be built. We'd go on to sell out CultureCon that year and Tracy Ellis Ross would through pattern hair products, would throw pattern hair products into the crowd. She used the wrong throw, but that's okay. Attendees would fly in from Germany and Puerto Rico. Sometimes I had to make big decisions and I'm scared to death, but that's how I know I'm on the right path. Ironic, isn't it? That comfort could be such an enemy of progress. I'm gonna say that again, because that's real. Comfort can be such an enemy of progress. I realize now that the no's don't always mean stop, Sometimes they mean you see something that others may not see. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Kim, what do you do with your nose? If you get a no, whether it be from someone else or from within, what's your first reaction? Usually, my first reaction is going to be, let me try and see both sides of it. Um, I want to know what is the point. What are the potential reasons for the no? And then I'll rationalize that in my head. Like, well, are the no's because of myself? Are the no's because of X, Y, Z couldn't turn into something that I maybe I'm not seeing? That's usually my first initial reaction, I think. Um, my second reaction is to pray about it, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Like, or to ask God to give me, like, wisdom as into maybe why something is a no. Do you, when you try to see both point of views, how do you normally go about doing that? Do you ask yourself questions? Do you write? Or do you ask questions to the other person who may also be involved? If there's someone else involved. I feel like maybe both. Um, I always want to know a why, especially if the why is accessible. If the why is not accessible, if it's something like, if it's above you, okay, but if it's a... You can give me a straight answer. Just tell me. Be real with me. Um, the same with myself. Like, is it I just don't want to do something? Or is it like I'm scared to do something? Or I have this fear that this will happen if I do something. Like, I, I want to find out the why. Yeah, so I have a hard time with that because I also want to know the why. I, I ask a lot of questions, as you know. Like, I'm, I'm very curious. Uh, but I also think for me asking questions help me in understanding a point of view or a thought so then it helps me build my own based on facts and or 
what you think is a fact, which may not be a fact, right? What's hard for me is that people don't like it. So I have a lot of people who then say, you're questioning my authority. And it's like, but I'm not. It's not meant to be that maybe I'm saying it the wrong way, so let me redirect how I ask my question. But it's like, I'm not trying to question your authority, question the power you have, question you. I'm questioning for understanding. But I think pe people don't like that. So I hate when a no is only a no. Um, <clears throat> also because I don't need to know why Again, because I don't trust you, but I like to know why so I can make better judgments moving forward. But I can't do that unless I know. And I have an understanding that sometimes you don't always get an answer. Right. Now, I also, um, if I'm being honest, I give myself no a lot first because of how it may be perceived. I know how I'm perceived. I know others, and you joke, but people think I'm rude. People think well, that's my not a joke. People think <laughs> people think my straightforwardness um, is aggressive. People think, and so I I am aware of these thoughts and these these limitations because that's what they really are. They limit me because they make me second guess myself. And so I am my biggest critic. I give myself a no first. Now that doesn't mean I stay there. A lot of time I still I, I proceed. I just proceed with caution. So, yeah. My second question. How do you know when a no is coming from within? Sorry. How do you know when a no that is coming from within is based on fear or just based on whatever else may give you a no? Like, how do you know it's based on fear? Wisdom. Prayer. Literally asking. Like, am I afraid or mm -hmm. is this like you? telling me no mm -hmm. yeah I think for me that's that's a big thing too I also seek the Lord in that the other thing is there are some I, I now at 30 I know a younger me I did not know but there are things that uh kind of happen within myself body things um I feel my heart like right? they're just body cues that my body does that tells me oh I'm afraid it's not that I shouldn't I'm afraid typically when I'm afraid I feel that it's a you need to do this because my whole thing is like do it just do it scared so you can be scared that's fine but still do it just do it don't let your fear stop you so like my heart beats really fast um, I wake up in the middle of the night I just feel anxiety really about it is when I know Okay, how do you overcome no's where you can feel called, when you feel called to proceed with yes? I get a peace about a situation. Typically, I know people are like, oh, it's easier said than done, but no, like, literally, like, <laughs> uh, what's the quote, like, prayer changes things? No, like, really, like, if it's meant to be, the, the no, I'm like, okay. And I ask God, give me a peace to... To accept this like and genuinely like it, it'll just be that um, like it or it could be a not every no is a forever no it's a not right now so it's just when I feel peace in the in the decision 
whether that's from somebody else or whether it's from myself or whatever. Yeah, that's good. For me, it's when I when I get a no, but I know it's supposed to be a yes. I trust that what is for me is for me. Mm-hmm. I trust that even though it looks bad right now, it looks like mm-hmm. a no, it looks like I don't have the support. Like I know without a shadow of doubt that this is supposed to be a thing. So I either need to endure and be patient. Mm-hmm. I need to fight harder or maybe I just need to go a different way about it. But it's something I process. I journal a lot. And so these are thoughts that I'll journal. These are things I'll like talk through within myself and decision making. I'll do pros and cons. I'll pray about it. I also like seek the Lord in scripture and stuff to like get direction. But I, if I know it's like, it's supposed to be a yes, but it's turning out to be a no, I'm, I'm going to trust the process. And I might ask for support in other ways to help me get through like the fear of being like, they keep saying no. Am I out of line? Even though I know it's a yes. You get what I'm saying? All right, those are the only questions. Kim, do you have anything else you want to ask or do or say or be or do? Or encourage? I don't know. <laughs> it's a short episode. No, Yay. I don't. That was a fun one. Awesome. Well, all right, y'all. Peace.